The Bite Goes On is up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. I'm Brent Peterson, host of Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. And this week, it's everything chocolate. Chocolate from Peru, chocolate from Costa Rica, learning to make chocolate in Hawaii, and getting kicked out of your apartment because of chocolate. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hey, and welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with my friend Sandra Bernstein. We are still sheltering in place. Brian, how come I'm not, and this is my good friend, Sandra Bernstein. Usually it's, this is my good friend. Did I lose my status this week? Yeah, maybe it's that I just don't feel as close to you since I'm looking at you on a screen instead of sitting next to you. Oh, no. I kind of feel that way too about. Maybe it should be the opposite. I should be I should be wanting to sit next to you, so I should be calling you my really good friend. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But anyway, I'm really excited because we have a guest today that I admire so so much. I've never actually said this to you. Um, I think we've only really met in like passing. But you are such a rock star. Unbelievable. Krista Lidke is with us from Boone and Brat and El Barrio and the hotel. And oh my God. Tell Featured us. in uh, Forbes, Food and Wine, Condé Nast, Cosmopolitan, New York Times, Sunset Magazine, you know, some, some other things. Yeah, some a little bit of stuff. Guy Fieri stuff. You sound important now. Thank you. For the <laughs> you interview. are very important to Sonoma County. Hello. Yep. No, yeah. it's, uh, these are very interesting times. And um, since we're going on pronunciations, like my last name, Lidke, I'll also um, correct that brot is actually brot. Oh, oh, brot. Yeah. Well, so brot means bread in German. Uh huh. It also means livelihood. And how I get people to remember is that you can have a brot at brot. Oh, nice. Yay, that's awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, which, is, you know, interestingly is my newest baby. And right now, you know, with the shelter-in-place time, it's been, you know, really challenging to try to figure out how to navigate this with having two restaurants, a bar, a hotel, all of which are closed. Mm -hmm. um, and so we are currently actually operating both Boone, my restaurant, and Brote, um, out of the Boone restaurant space. So we're kind of combining forces, combining menus, uh, which, you know, allows me to have less, so to speak, overhead um, right. and sort of maximize. I also have sort of a, a uniquely convenient uh, window at Boone that allows me to, to, to have sort of converted it to a takeout window. Um, so it's, you know, I, I say yesterday, um, Easter Sunday, was literally my first uh, true actual day off, if you will, since shelter in uh, place, because I've either been doing the restaurant and when I'm not doing the restaurant, I'm chasing down a million other things. And uh, it felt really nice yesterday to sort of have a day where I didn't really have to think about anything because um, we closed the restaurant to allow, you know, our families who are working to have time right. with their families. So um, yeah, it's, you know, it's been really crazy. And um, 
I don't, I mean, I don't know. Do we want to delve into that a little bit or? We can. I, I think it'll still be going on when this airs. I mean, we're a few weeks out, but I don't think there's any quick time yeah. you know, that we're over this. Right. I mean, honestly, in my head, you know, we have this date set for May 3rd, I guess, is where it's at right now, right? Mm -hmm. When we can remove the shelter in place now, all seemingly the surrounding counties have extended that, even Mendocino, till May 15th and yes. LA till May 15th. And in my head, I'm saying June 1. That's I don't kind you know, of where I am. Yeah. June 1, June 15, I could see it going another month. June 15 is my birthday, so we're hoping oh. one. <laughs> okay, okay. You want to be partying by I, the time Yeah, I'd birthday. like to. In fact, I'm really hoping May 3rd is the date, so Cinco de Mayo, we can reopen El Barrio with a big, you know, oh, that would know. be great. Now, have you applied for the SBA or the PPE or PPE? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, interestingly, on one hand, I thought this was really smart that all my businesses are separate entities. On the other hand, it's making for these loan process applications really difficult. Oh, my goodness. I now have four SBA disaster applications out, four PPP, um, you know, the payroll protection plan applications out, in addition to, you know, trying to apply for various grants through James Beard and, you know, wherever else we can find them. Right. Um, we have gotten two good pieces of news I'll share, which is um, we have been approved for a disaster loan through SBA for the hotel so far. Oh, that's great. We have not received any of that money, however, but we have gotten a loan commitment. So it's just, you know, every day I wake up to an email requesting more information. Right. What you know, bank are you with? Um, for that one, well, that's just straight through the SBA. Oh, that's you went, okay, direct. Okay. Yeah. But for the PPP, that is through Bank of America on three and uh -huh. First Republic on one. Um, and all of those, we are sort of in what I would say the second or third round of email back and forth with more documentation. So I have gotten a loan commitment for PPP for Broke. Oh, that's um, great. But again, no money's still because now they're going through that next check all the boxes. I mean, yeah. I would have to say there's so much red tape. And unless you are incredibly organized mm -hmm. um, and have all your documents, you know, at the ready, it's a really, really daunting process. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to give huge kudos to my CPA and CFO, Jenny Stevens, who without her, I have no idea how I would have navigated these waters. I mean, she's just been a godsend. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, that is great. We're just trying to piece everything together. It's so hard. Um, it is. It's really hard. I mean, my business partners actually, um, yeah, super organized and super committed. And so he's getting it done and our accountant, but it's just been like a nervous, you know, like, are you going to get it? Can you, you know, and I, I think they're giving it to larger small restaurants versus the small small restaurants which is definitely concerning too yeah yeah you know it's interesting i was texting back and forth today with liza hinman and dominica mm -hmm. you know and you know we try to all of us sonoma county peeps kind of share information with uh -huh. each other oh add me to that i would love that yeah, yeah. i love both You're of them thinking of doing a zoom later this week so i'll keep you posted. oh please yes i would love that one of the things we're concerned about is, you know, do you, even if you get the money, do, you know, do you take it? How much do you, you know, do you, do you spend it? Because what, what if, you know, we don't come back or we don't come back in the same way? And, 
and now we're all deeper in debt. I mean, that's the big question I think on everybody's minds, right? Is it is what are we going to look like when this actually does lift, or what's yeah. going to happen as we come out of it? And you know, how much debt do we actually, as individual business owners, want to actually take on? And that's right. the question I keep asking myself: is like, sure, I'm probably going to get some of these loans, but how deep in debt do I say, you know, before I say uncle, you know? Right. Um, right. And yeah, I mean, once you have the money, you don't have to use it. Um, I think I shifted from thinking, okay, if we get this money, 75% has to go to payroll and trying to figure out the dates and all of that stuff. But then I'm like, okay, but it's a 1% loan. So if we don't think about the forgiveness part of it and just think like, what do we actually have to pay off? I mean, it's not the end of the world. The disaster loans more interest though, isn't it? Than the yeah, that one's at three, seven, five percent, which I still got to say is the, yeah. you know, cheap money, right? Yeah, exactly. So we are, you know, we're going to, you know, I think I'm saying this at this point, I think I'm going to go kind of go all in. Yeah. And, and try to hedge, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't have to spend it. No. And you give I, it back. I, I I don't know. I mean, just like you, we employ so many people. They depend on us, their families depend on us. And it's just it's hard to to not wanna go yeah. all in for you know, for our communities, really. Right. You know? Right. Well, and Krista, did you have any experience with this with the fires or flood? You know, funny enough, Brian, I didn't, um, I had experience with, you know, being shut down and, and, you know, having to deal with making some of these difficult decisions, but there was always sort of an end game to that, you know? Yeah. And I didn't actually pull monies out for those because at that time I was still sitting, I'll say on relatively enough reserves, so to speak, to kind of get through that. Um, and so I didn't want to take on more debt at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, that said, had I done a disaster loan for the floods last March, I would have, have had that money to kind of get through a little bit further of this situation where right now, I mean, I literally had I not been able to borrow a bit of money from my baby sister, um, I'd really be, you know, in, a, in more of a world of hurt. And thankfully, I have a partner who has been able to maintain her job. So she's sort of covering our own personal expenses for the time being, you know, um, it's tricky. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. I mean, you know, we, um, we shut down before the mandate before I just was like, we did like 800 covers on this day. And I was like, I can't control this. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot like somebody called and complained about how somebody was holding silverware. And I'm like, Oh my God, you know, here it comes like, yeah. you know, like there's enough pressure not having like all the public pressure. And then I'm like, I can't control this. And so we decided let's shut it down as fast as we could and save as much money as we could to be able to look at the other side. Now at that point, the other side looked like two, three weeks. It didn't look like, holy shit, this yeah. is going on for months. And so then the money was like, there's no way this money is going to last. There's, yeah. there's absolutely no way. And I just think that, yeah, I, I don't know We're I'm having the harder time thinking, cause we're not doing to go right now. We did it for one week and now we're talking about doing it again. 
Um, we're doing stuff for Sonoma Family Meals, which is great because there's a stipend there. Yep. But we, you know, we need to get some people back to work um, yeah. if this goes on and on and on. And we're like, I love, you know, you've, you're consolidating. Like we consolidated all our food to our catering kitchens, um, you know, and so everything we've done has been out of there. One place to clean, one place for, you know, everything. And yeah, yeah. we're just not sure if that's the way we're going to keep going. And it's, yeah. I feel like can't make a decision. I know now. it's hard. And it's like, it almost feels like every day you have to sort of re-ask yourself this, the question, like, is this making sense? Because there's no trending, you know, it's, right. no. you can't say like, oh, Monday nights are my busy nights. And, you know, like it, right. it's all going <laughs> out the water because there's no, you know, real weekend or weekend visit, you know, so it's been really weird to sort of navigate PARs and how much I prep and, you know, one of the things that I thought, you know, and I've been trying to follow what restaurants are doing and not doing, and, you know, we pared the menus down, but at the same time, we tried to keep, I would say, almost 70% of our offerings, because what we've realized is when people want to get takeout, they, in my, this is my opinion, uh, they, they less want this sort of idea of a more of a bulk family meal, because they're kind of doing that at home every day. They right. want to feel like it's special. They want to, everybody gets their own choice. I want a burger, my wife wants the mac and cheese and Brussels sprouts, I want a beet salad, you know. And so what we've realized is that, you know, as more difficult it is sort of from a pars and prep standpoint, but we have kept most of our menu alive because people want to feel like it's something special when they get takeout, right? Mm -hmm. And they want to have choices as opposed to it just being like, okay, tonight I'm doing this menu, tomorrow I'm doing this menu. That felt harder to plan because if you don't sell it, then how do you kind of repurpose it right, right. Um, and so that I think is why you know I would have to say we have been honestly if I was just running Boone in this takeout model and that's all I had to pay for I would probably be close to covering costs okay but because Boone is the only thing open I'm covering Boone the hotel Brote and El Barrio all of which are shut and all of which right. have as you know fixed costs right utilities rent mortgage you know and, and, you know, insurance and all these other things. So Boone being open is literally just keeping my hole from getting deeper. deeper right? right. And it's still right. getting slightly deeper, but it's not getting like unfathomably deep. Right. So do you, the community is, your community is supporting you to a good degree. Yeah. And I think some of what maybe has happened too, is that we also have a, a fair number of people who have second homes up here from San Francisco and because they're all sheltered in place and it's much more challenging in San Francisco a lot of them have chosen to shelter in place up here yeah. and so you know and many yeah, of those folks are proud yeah, yeah so they have maybe some of them potentially more disposable incomes you know if they if there's someone who has a second home right. they're probably someone who has a bit more disposable income and so we we've been seeing you know both our regulars, but as well, you know, what normally is sort of our weekenders being mm -hmm. up here full time, ordering two, three times a week for takeout because they don't oh, want that's to great. or they don't want to go to Safeway, you know, right. Um, right. because they'd rather just pick up at my window than deal with going into a crowded store. So Do you have a Safeway. 
We do, yeah. Oh. It's quite busy. Um, and so, you know, that's to some degree kind of going into, you know, the hot zone, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> so, oh, my God. You know what, what? else has been a huge seller is eggs and toilet paper. Right. So, I mean, I've been getting Guam Ranch, you know, which is down in Santa Cruz, Aptos area. They're beautiful, organic farm, you know, range-free, you know, cage-free eggs. And I'm, you know, ordered online the the dozen boxes, boxes. Yeah. we're selling probably 10 dozen eggs a day i think wow um, wow people can't get them they, they've right. been either out at safeway or you're limited to right. one per um right. and toilet paper's been out and you know so we're able to get those bulk materials and we're mm -hmm. just repacking them um and yeah. certainly you know not not charging uh more right. than what you'd pay you know we're charging yeah. six bucks a dozen for organic yeah. eggs you pay that at the safeway anyway exactly yeah yeah. And that's a serve. I mean, that's a service. And it's like yeah. trying to figure out what is a service to the community? What is the necessity to the business? What is the obligation to the team? Yeah. Um, and what is it going to look like after this? Like, yeah. you know, is, yeah, I, and I don't know. I mean, can we maybe talk about the sort of less popular part, but there, I'm sure too, every, there, every restaurant in this country has uh, folks that do, don't qualify for unemployment benefits. If right, right? exactly. Um, so, you know, those folks, I, I'm trying to do what I can to help service yes. them, um, help bring them back where I can. Uh, you know, I did a GoFundMe to try mm -hmm. to bring in, you know, additional dollars and so we just distributed $85 per employee today oh, that's great. Um, you know and that was cash mm -hmm. um, and those who are more fortunate you know were able to donate theirs back to the pool to give that to oh, yeah, uh, that's so awesome. I'm just trying to do anything I can to help mm -hmm. both you know my my employees but also you know the community sort of keep positive amidst all this stuff yeah we've been some of our um staff we've been helping them on the computer with the yeah the unemployment and you know they've been paying into the system and they need to get paid out of the system yeah you know that's their money so i think there's a lot of hesitancy for people to actually try yeah. And do it or they feel like there's no way I'm not going to get anything. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys, you know, if you're working for us, it's because you gave us your papers and you gave us your ID and we are all under the assumption that we're fine. Now, how we figure this out backwards, I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I know that's like a huge source. But what we realized is as we saw you know, who has been getting unemployment or like who has filed because we really have not gotten a whole lot. We're way, they're way behind processing as I'm sure we can imagine. Yeah. But looking at it, it's like, wow, this person didn't. And like, so reaching out to people and say, hey, did you go, did you start the process? No, I don't know how. And I'm like, okay, you need to get your little mask on and get in and let's figure this out. Yeah. Um, because I, I think, you know, it's a double edged sword. There's money there. Yeah. And it's their money. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. And yeah. we're, pay we're paying the, you know, we're paying the insurance on it per employee oh, yeah. every payroll period. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. But yeah. how did you get into all of this? I mean, 
you know, have you always been a chef? No, uh, funny story, and I'll, and I'll try to, you know, give you the notes version, but um, my parents actually bought their first restaurant from, th- from my father's parents uh, back in the early 70s. So um, that restaurant was called the Lidkey's Golden Night Supper Club. Oh, uh, I love it. That's awesome. You know, full on, you know, uh, salad bar with the sneeze guard, bands on the weekend, you know, prime rib dinner, you uh, know, that whole thing. Uh, and where is this? This was in a little town called West Bend, Wisconsin, which, you know, you've probably seen, you know, West Bend popcorn poppers and crock pots back oh. in the day, right? So those were made in this little town. So it's about 30 minutes north of Milwaukee. And so um, born to both German parents, uh, you know, the town was very much German Catholic. And uh, I grew up, you know, in the biz. So my earliest memories were standing on a milk crate behind the bar making, you know, grasshoppers, you know. (laughs) Because that was a thing. Allow your children who are four and five years old to be behind the bar. Um, And so they they moved on from that and sold uh, the sort of more full service thing to a smaller pub, which I'll call more of like a gastro pub in our mind today, which was called the Lidkey's Bratskeller. Um, and so Bratskeller was, is sort of the inspiration behind the concept, the most recent concept, Brot. And in fact, I was going to call it Bratskeller, but I chose to call it Brot instead. Um, and so uh, that's, you know, sort of my homage to the German roots. But I, you know, I did the whole, worked all through college for my mom's restaurant. She was in the restaurant business, you know, until the very end in retirement. And so I grew up doing that. However, I decided I should have the corporate job and, you know, do that whole thing post-college. So I took a left left turn and went into uh, biotechnology. And so... <laughs> I worked in biotech for over a that decade. That would be very useful right now. I know. <laughs> um, in fact, funny enough, when I'm watching all the scenes from the labs, I see products that I sold into the lab. So I was a sales rep and sold into, you know, sold <laughs> into the research market. Um, and so I, however, I always had a passion for food. I always, you know, taught myself how to cook or through my mom sort of teaching me. And then I worked with chefs. In fact, one of my big inspirations and mentors uh, in my early 20s was Chef Jen Johnson, who was the chef for the Getty family for oh. 17 years. And JJ oh, and wow. I, I would go and, and, and cook for Gordon Getty's birthdays. And, you know, there would be 40 chefs and we'd be, yeah. you know, catering for 700 people. And wow. um, so yeah. that was sort of where I maybe learned a little bit more of my technical skills. And, you know, those guys were all Chez Panisse alums. Right. Um, and so when I decided I wanted a whole change of career uh, and wanted to do this sort of, um, oh, I always wanted my own restaurant, but my mom was like, don't you remember it broke up your father and I, your brother was a chef, he got divorced, you know, why don't you open a hotel, she said. And so hence <laughs> why I did Boone Hotel and Spa. And of course that didn't scratch the culinary itch. No. And so a year after opening the hotel, I actually decided to open the Boone Eat and Drink restaurant, which oddly enough, was sort of where I would go to meet contractors uh, and, you know, laborers who were going to come and do work for me at the hotel. And I thought, man, this place is really cute. And it looks <laughs> like there's never anybody in it. I, what, and the, was, I, what was it before? It was called Bob and Boy Burger. 
and you know the guy who was running it lovely guy but he just looked miserable every day which is probably what we look like every day now <laughs> pretty much <laughs> anyway he uh i found out a bit more about his story I introduced myself oh, i'm the new you know the new kid in town i just bought the boone hotel and and i said what's your story and he said well i'm running this little restaurant it was my partner's dream and he passed away a year ago mm-hmm. and i said oh my gosh i'm so sorry and he said you know yeah i don't really know what i'm doing here but the lease renews next year and i said well, if you ever think about selling it, I'd love to hear about it. And That's exactly what I said to Tim and Craig before we got the Sonoma place. Yep. If you ever decide you're done, you have to call me. Call me first. Call yeah. me first. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Careful, careful what you look Jinx. <laughs> so, oh, Lord. Uh, so lo and behold, he decided upon renewal, he wanted to sell and he called, reached out to my realtors and called me and said, um, you know, I want to sell the business. And this woman keeps coming in and poking me. Can you see if she's still interested? And sure enough, my realtors called and I was like, holy crap, this is for real. So I did it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I hired a starting chef to help because at the time I was still figuring out the hotel. I was still slinging mortgages, which, by the way, I failed to leave that little piece out. I'm a licensed <laughs> mortgage broker. Um, uh, and so I was doing mortgages to try to keep the bills paid for the hotel. And so um, I decided, okay, I need. there's no way I can do all of this, and I still need income coming in. So I hired a starting chef to help me uh, at, because I knew I still needed to run the business side of it as well. And so she was with me for about a year and then we parted ways and I more or less took the reins back over. And at that point things were kind of flowing. And so then I built a team and, uh, you know, I still do all the menu development. I still do all the menu changes. Um, right now I'm in there every day that we're there and I do more of the prep because then I take it over front of house, um, for, you know, ordering. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, self-taught I'm a scrapper. Oh, um, fabulous. Yeah, I, I, you know, I know enough to be dangerous. I'm really quick. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, that's kind of the background. But I think, yeah. you know, so much of it is if you have a passion for it. And, you know, I got really blessed with my mom, who is an incredible cook all my life, that I just, I developed a really great palate. I know what I like. Um, I love being artful in terms of plating. And I think so much of, mm-hmm. you know, what people do is you eat with your eyes. Um, you know, and so I've, I've, you know, been very, very lucky. And, uh, I think most of the things that I've created are, are truly passion projects, you know, El Barrio, for example, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up for many, many years in Arizona and my mom was working and was a partner in a Mexican restaurant. And so we grew up eating Mexican food so much as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was sort of that passion project, uh, doing El Barrio. And then with Broat, you know, funny enough, uh, when I was doing all my menu planning and, and going through cookbooks, I was like, wow, this is all the food I grew up on as a kid. I never <laughs> knew it was German food. It just, that was the, that was the food I ate as a child, you know? Um, so yeah, it's been a really fun, um, it's been a really fun process. And then, you know, somehow I got uh, hooked up with Guy Fieri, you know, maybe four years ago and was asked to compete on the show. Um, had a great run uh, and won my episode and then went back on to do all these, you know, tournament episodes that I continued to win and that's uh, great so it's been fun I mean I think I have found that um I I um do best in like high pressure tense very tightly timed scenarios (laughs) 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 now um but yeah perfect for working the line 
Yeah. So, so if I mean, Grimfield's not a very large town, right? So total population, if you're talking about, forget about the pandemic going on during a normal summer, what percentage of the business are you capturing on a busy night for the, for the town? You mean like right now? No, I mean it, it during a normal during a normal yeah during a normal real life thank yeah, you during real life I mean it's just it's so hard to really know like you know in real life um, I would even now let's see where are we mid April um, you know I would still be running a wait on Fridays and Saturday nights in April um, I mean quite frankly we were on a wait before the shelter in place happened on Friday right. and Saturday nights you know. Um, it, you know, while it's a seasonal town, and by the way, to answer your question, there's only 5,000 people like residents in the town. Yeah. Um, I would think that that doubles on doubles or even triples kind of in the peak of the summer in terms of, you know, all the hotels are full, all the vacation rentals are full, which is, you know, not the case now. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, so in the summer, it's just crazy. And to say what percentage it's hard also to know because i have three spots where i'm doing food or, or beverage you know yeah. um right. and and now the competition has has kind of dwindled a little bit in several places are closed trio is closed chef patrick's had closed um but we still have pats um oh and seaside metal is closed was due to reopen uh with someone else but um in terms of, you know, kind of full service nighttime dining, there may only be three other spots that sort of yeah. do that. Um, so, yeah, so, I, you know, certainly I feel a lot of pressure to be sort of, you know, a cornerstone and to try to help, right. you know, us come out of this, which is why I've really, you know, pushed to try to keep a presence mm -hmm. and try to do what I'm doing. And, you know, Main Street Station is doing a great job right now. They're open seven nights a week. Wow. Um, and we ordered pizzas from them last night just to do our part in helping them because, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's been, um, it's been a really good ride up until this point. And now I'm just hoping, I mean, I have the idea that when this lifts, quite frankly, I feel like I'm going to be gangbusters busy again because yeah. people want to get out. Yep. People are going to want to get out of, of San Francisco and they're going to want to go to sort of more of a summer destination. Right. They're not going to want to fly. Nope. People are not going to be doing faraway trips. They're not going to be flying. So this sort of staycation model, I think, <laughs> will help me out when that time comes. So I am, I am very hopeful of that. Um, and I mean, that's kind of what I'm hanging on to right now. Yeah. You're, oh, you're going to make it. I have no doubt. Oh, thank you. No, no doubt. None. Yeah. Zero. You know, I feel the same way. I'm just thinking, like, how long is it going to take for me to get out of the, you know, right. the depths of the debt? Because that's what people don't really get is like, yeah, I think right. I'll pull through this, but it's probably going to be two years before I feel kind of right, right side up again from where I was, yeah. just based on the uh, sheer debt. Yeah. Oh, I just can't wait to get my salary back. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how long I can do that for. I know. Oh, I know. I mean, that's God. the same thing for me. Like I was on, I was on my own payroll. And so I applied for unemployment. I still haven't heard back yet either, but. You Ooh, know. I should do that. Yeah. So for one of my businesses, that's an S corp. I was on payroll. My only one that I was on payroll, everything else would be a flow right. through at the end of the year. But for the one that I was actually on payroll, I, I applied for benefits. It looks like I'm actually going to get them, but I don't know. Right. Because no one's gotten any insurance, unemployment insurance money no. yet. But uh, 
it looks like it's been approved on the back end. However, uh -huh. I haven't gotten anything. So. Right. Ay, ay, ay. I know. I know. But what uh. do you guys think it's going to, I mean, and no one can really answer this question, but, but I'm, I'm super curious to know what it looks like coming out of this, whether it means that we do sort of rolling um, things where they say, okay, restaurants can be open, but you can only have this many people or is it a certain age group that is allowed to come out and um that's a good question and it's so hard to know right because you don't want to um you don't want to like alienate any type you know any population right. or any demographic right yeah. but at the same time we obviously know we have to be careful of at-risk populations and certainly i'm making my mom stay in she's been on lockdown Me she's, too. she's Me been too. there uh, I was in New Jersey. I'm like, yeah. you are not leaving. Hi, yeah. mom. <laughs> uh, but I do think, like you said, Brian, that that they're going to probably roll out this sort of like you can kind of like how we went in with like 50% of your tables, right? You can right. you can have you know your tables spaced so far apart. And funny enough, um, just before this happened, I literally signed on a lease for the space next to my Boone space to expand for my private dining room. Uh, perfect timing take on more yeah. debt and then close it exactly yeah. <laughs> but it could actually be a benefit or a boon no pun, mm -hmm. pun, pun intended pun intended right uh it could be a boon to me now and that i actually now have more space so i could space my tables apart yeah. and maybe serving out of that new that new but space. how but how does that work in the kitchen because that's my concern. It's like, we're going to lower, you know, limit the density yep. in the dining area. But in the meantime, you know, for us, we need three guys behind the line, two guys behind the salad station. They are six inches apart, yeah. 12 inches apart. And then you got servers lined up at the register. And then even when they come to the table, they're standing above you. Right. I mean, it's I mean, like, not either. I mean, we're certainly not cooking six feet apart. We're right on top of each other. How yeah. could you? How I mean, could, there's no way. Yeah, we, you know, we've got bleach buckets everywhere. Everything's yeah. being down. We've got masks. You know, we're doing whatever. But you know, frankly, my chef and my sous chef are, are partners. They live together. Okay, um, so, that's <laughs> so fabulous. That's exactly, that's uh, fabulous. That's uh, kind of what you need. Like John's been working on a contract that if we start this to go, yeah. um, some of the things on the contract would be uh, when you're not at work, you're sheltering at home, you're yeah. not around other people that you're not, you know, normally with. Yeah. That if your temperature goes to a hundred, you don't come, yeah. you know, and at the same time, like we talk about this, there's like next to no cases in Sonoma County. I know. I and know. it's like, you wonder well, like, are they coming or yeah. did we miss it? Well, well, two things. One, I mean, not to hit on hard on Sonoma County, but they don't have a lot of tests. It's right. right. Uh, a very dear friend of mine who owns a bar in Sebastopol was positive and is out the other side of it now, but he oh, had thank God. and push to get a test. Wow. And he actually kind of went public because of the nature of his interactions. He was like, look, I own a bar. My bar was busy, you know, three days before I came down with these symptoms. So how many people was right. I in contact with? And if you're not going to test me, you know, so like he blasted it on social. Good for him. And they tested him. Sure enough, he was positive. So he was sheltered at home with his wife. His wife got it. His two kids oh didn't, my God. He didn't show symptoms. But, you know, I mean, 
I, well, two things. One, I don't think it's as huge an issue in our county either, thankfully. Mm -hmm. um, another, I feel like, you know, they have been pretty good about giving the information that it, they're not seeing transmissions through food, right? right. Because Thank once God. it gets in your digestion. So if people are also being good about when they get their takeout home to take it out of the boxes and to put it on plates, mm -hmm. you know, I think we have um, less of a, a concern of us transmitting through, you know, this to-go food process. Right. Um, I think we can only be as good as, you know, as we can. And once again, I think if you're a, a at-risk population, maybe you're not getting takeout. You know, right. Um, right. you know, we've got to figure out ways to do this to, you know, still maintain our businesses and, you know, mm -hmm. maintain income for employees and those kinds of things. So, uh, when I was curious whether they were going to have us, I work at the Fairmont, so I I work at a restaurant. I'm 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 wondering if they're going to ask us to wear masks for the first month or two. Mm. Interesting. How are people going to eat? Yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, the, the customers will come in um, without masks, but, but as far as the servers and bartenders, I don't know if they're going to recommend that we wear masks oh. just so we're not infecting other, or that lessens the chance of us mm -hmm. infecting other people. And then, yeah. you know, as a business owner, do you, do you check people's temperature as they come in? Yeah, um, I mean, oh, you mean customers as they come in? Well, I, I mean, employees. I think you can you can definitely yeah. ask them to do that. But it, but for customers, well, I don't. Alinea, Alinea in Chicago, they I think they were checking people's temperatures. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. and that was like before we got shut down. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, quite frankly, I sort of feel like um, it's like having that sign posted outside if you have a you know a, a building that's not been retrofit you give everyone the warning it's sort yeah. of the same you tell your employees if they want to come back that it you know they're coming back knowing that they may risk you know possible exposure and you tell customers too like hey you know we're following all these protocols our employees are you know know not to come in if they're you know showing symptoms etc cetera, etc cetera. we do all this cleaning but you are entering at your own risk right, right. Um, i think i think that's sort of how we kind of have to move through the the next phase and honestly i mean i heard recently just last week and i don't know what you know to what to believe but i sort of am feeling like this was somewhat the case but some of the stanford research that's shown that we in the bay area have had exposure to covid since since november yes right? i know so that maybe why we're not you know um having as much of an issue is that many of us were pos possibly exposed to it from november january like half right. my staff was sick in january and they all passed it around yeah. right you know right. So I kind of feel like we've all had it. <laughs> right. And, and it's possible. I think yep. I'm trying to remember the last time I was sick. Yep. And I had two good friends that were so sick over the holidays. Yeah. yeah. And they think now that that's what it was. Because you don't really necessarily go to the doctor for a flu. You go, okay, I got the flu again. I need to go get this, this, and this. Yeah. But, yeah. I and mean, we, my family did... Disneyland in January and we came back and my partner was sick for probably three weeks with the aches and the fever and the you know and oh. so chances are she had it and I you know I didn't get it you know so right you know, who knows I mean I think that's sorry for the airplane overhead here <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> the realistic sounds yeah yay 
Yeah, my wife was sick from December 27th to January 22nd. And she finally went to the doctor and got, um, um, oh, I forget what you do, what you get for the for flu or whatever, but the antibiotics, they finally put her on some antibiotics or something. But she thinks that she was, that she probably had it. And then several of the servers that I worked with, I know in January, there was two or three of them that it was about three weeks or a month that they were, and they were coming into work because it was just something that wasn't going away. So they just, you know, they didn't know exactly what was going on, but it just dragged on. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, many of us have actually had it. Uh, and, you know, they weren't testing then. And quite frankly, they're... <laughs> I'm looking out my window. Pretty little too. small plane. Uh, it's not a first responder type plane. No, so they're sheltering in place above yeah, the uh, uh, trees. A wealthy, a wealthy Sonoma County guy with his private plane doing a little yeah. surf. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think probably many of us have actually had it. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's maybe that's for the for the better for all of us, you know. Yeah, could be for sure. Well, we would be able to find out, you know, if we got those tests that let us know whether we had it or not, and then and then we could actually know that we had built up some sort of antibodies. Yeah. So, and, and I that, think we are trying to do that antibody, you know, starting to really try to roll out that antibody testing. So yeah, that, that would be great. That would be great. I mean, it would just be so good to be able to know that, like, if the test became, so you could test your crew yep. and just get people back to work, get businesses yep. open. Yeah. yeah, no, it's crazy, uh, crazy times. They are crazy times, but I'm looking forward to coming back to your restaurant when you're back open. And I love, back I love at you. I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, you definitely realize, you know, we have so much to be grateful for. I certainly didn't think after 23 years of working this hard that I would be in this place. Yeah. Um, cause I kind of feel like it's starting over yep. and it's like, wow, would I choose that now? I don't know. I don't exactly. think so. Yeah. I will um, say too, to sort of maybe shift, shift gears a tiny bit in this thinking is that one thing that has on the positive come out of all this is that I have also looked at my business through a very different lens and realized yeah. that in some ways, um, one, I was, you know, maybe top heavy on management. Yeah, um, huh. and or some pay scales were a little bit off off balance. Um, you know, we were getting maybe a little bit too loose, or you know, all the things that when you're just running and gunning, you're not paying right. attention exactly. to. Exactly. And now yeah. we're having to look at everything with such a fine microscope mm -hmm. because everything is saving. You know, where can we save? Where can we? How can we do this? Right. Oh, maybe I had too much, you know, Comcast or too many phone lines or all these little right. things. Did you call your workers' comp insurance? Yes. So okay, because that was like one of the big ones. Like, dude, our payroll went from here to here. We're not yep. paying all that money. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, those are some things that I think coming out of this now will actually help mm -hmm. me be more profitable because I just saw every year, you know, the business was doing more and I was making less. Like the right. margins just kept getting right. smaller and smaller. Right. And like you said, at one point you realize like, would I choose this career now again, right. you know, right. knowing what I know and after all of this? Um, and I still think for me, the answer is yes, I love it. You know, okay, good. that's I, awesome. You know, I'm passionate about it, but it will look differently, you know? Yeah. 
Um, I will do some things differently. I will, you know, maybe not bring back all the positions that I had before this happened, at least not right away. Right. Um, How many employees did you have before this? I laid off 53. So, yeah, quite a few. A yeah. Um, and had it been summer, it would have been more, you know, right. I was out to right. start doing my, you know, yeah. uh, my seasonal hiring. So. Right. I think I think we've learned some stuff too. I mean, we've always been early tech tech adapters, um, and now like looking at subscriptions and going, oh, do we really need that? Yeah. Are we really looking at these numbers? Do we need this for social media? Like, what what do we need? Yeah. What do we have to have? And I think we were in a place too where things were very comfortable. Um, we were definitely making less money. And one of the things too is, I don't know how we're going to look at the salary, the hourly wage thing now. Yeah. We never, um, never thought I would go to an hourly rate and a possible profit sharing of some sort on sales or whatever, mm -hmm. um, because I feel like kind of the whole community needs to do it together. Yeah. And we have employees that are making so much money every day, but this is the first time I've looked at this body of, of people. They need the, at least $15 an hour. I mean, you know, we were fighting against $15 an hour because I was thinking, well, our servers are flush, you know, they're making yeah. so much money. Yeah. But it's another reason, like, why is health insurance attached to our jobs? Yeah. You know, if you lose your job, you lose your health insurance. How does that equate? Yeah. Um, and, and the same thing, it's like finding a more equitable um, method of pay. Yeah. And knowing that the same people may not come back because it won't be enough. And then again, there'll be some people that will feel more secure that they won't go through something like this and be so desperate. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we're also thinking too that, yes, maybe some people won't come back, but also um, I think a lot of restaurants won't come back. And so the ability to grab maybe yeah. new different talent right. is actually, you know, a possibility for us all too. Right. And, yeah. you know, the one thing, you know, that I'm looking at with this is when I started Broat, because it was brand new, we did a service charge model. And anyone coming in knew that that was the model and it was going to be, you know, move, you know, to move hell or high water to get mm -hmm. my other places who had never done that to want to buy onto that model. Mm -hmm. But now it's a whole new, you know, ugh, slate has been wiped clean. Ooh, wild, wild west. Yeah. We, I think are going to, I mean, you know, my CFO is pushing hard for it, but I think we're going to go to a service charge model across all three platforms now and mm -hmm. everybody's going to be paid, you know, the same way with this right. model and the different, you know, differentials to the front of house and back of house to create more of a, an equal distribution. Yeah. Where do you, where do you start off servers at that? So servers are still minimum wage, right? And they, and they've always been minimum wage. So the difference is that we take a greater percentage instead of, um, like at Boone, for example, it's been, you know, 12 years I'm open there now. So they tip a certain percentage, just like 2% of sales or something goes to the kitchen. Right. And then we div divvy that up based on number of hours work. Right. Um, and when we did it at Broat, and I don't know, because we've kind of shifted those models around now, but I think 67% stays to the front of the house. And then the rest of that goes to the back of house. And again, that's broken down based on numbers. Uh, okay. or hours worked. Right. So, right. you know, and they still have different pay scales, but, um, you know, they, they get 
tipped. And but then, they're starting at minimum wage, your front of the house. The front of house is always across across the board. Right. Everybody's minimum wage and they don't ever get a- Oh, they just stay there. They yeah. stay at okay. minimum wage, but they're making you know a ton in right. tips. Like on right. average, I think we did some math. On average, my like uh, my food runner bussers or you know support staff was making about thirty five an hour when you broke down tips and and wages. Right. And you know the servers on their good nights were making the upwards of forty six to fifty eight an yeah. hour. Right. Yeah. But uh, is that with the cert with the new service charge model? That, so yeah, that's what that service charge model. So they're and that's not, everybody divvying it up. Even, so you're divvying up the front of the house yep. dollars two per hour. Yep. So the front of the house, they're like on a point system. So if they're a okay. server versus a busser, you know, the servers make say two thirds and the busser makes one third kind of Got thing. It. So it's all tiered and I'm happy to share all those details with yeah, you. No, fascinating. I feel like I this is our time to. to do it. This is our yeah. time to change. When everybody comes back, we're going to sit them down yeah. and say, these are the new rules. This is how we're playing ball now because right. it's the only way we can make it work where it's still worthwhile to be a, you know, a restaurant owner, you know, with right. the margins as lean as they are, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause like, yeah. like you, I was making, you know, we were doing fine, but I was making less money every year. And that was okay because I was working less time. And so my life was happy and their lives were happier. But, you know, all of this has gotten changed, you know. Yeah, totally. And so I'm having to look at everything very differently and realizing that I too may have to be in there, you know, much more so, but right. um, I got to be honest, I put my mortgage broker hat back on. So right now on, on my days off oh and the restaurant is God. closed, like today, I'm, I'm doing mortgages again. Um, Anybody mm-hmm. buying houses? Yeah. Oddly enough. Yes. And, wow. and rates are so good that if you, you know, if you haven't refinanced and you are able to, because you still have your job, right. interest rates are great in yeah. certain segments, right? right? So in, you know, in a true conditional loan, like mm-hmm. a conforming loan amount below 500, you can get, you know, 3% interest right now. Yeah. So, you know, awesome. I have five, you know, I've got five mortgage deals going for oh my, my clients. And so that's wow. what I do when I'm not in the kitchen. Unbelievable. Yeah. And is, is, um, is Big Bottom Market open? Uh, they are not open to the public. So they, they were toying with that for a little while. And by the way, so I sold my interest there about three years Michael ago. Told, yeah. I, yeah. Michael yeah. Bolton is, is doing yeah. that. What they've been doing is doing um, some like local delivery of um, what I'd say like kind of packaged goods, um, mm. but mostly really focusing on um, ship shipping their biscuit mix and their coffee right. meat and mm. you know their their Etsy shop is what they've right. been doing quite a bit. So and mm-hmm. it seems like they're doing fine with that and, and mostly it's been Michael facilitating that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and his Facebook Live every day. Yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> which has been great oh man well what so what nice. is um curious about the hotel do you have people booking for the summer we do so mostly we've seen our bookings for um april and may have all canceled or taken vouchers so that was an interesting one to navigate mm-hmm. everybody wanted refunds and you know right just like airlines we said you know sorry you know you have a voucher but right. I can't refund you. And that's tricky because my normal policy was you can be refunded if it's for, you know, past, you know, outside of 14 days, you can, you're entitled to a refund less our processing fee. 
but it wasn't that I didn't want to refund them. It was, I physically had no money in the bank to refund. Right. Yeah. Right? So we offered incentives, you know, if, if most people were fine with taking a voucher. Um, if they were cranky about said voucher, then we said to them, we will up the ante on your voucher. Instead of a $200 voucher that you do, we'll give you a $250 voucher, yeah. you know, and it's good for 18 months or whatever be the case. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but we are still getting bookings further out into the summertime. Um, and, you know, we're sort of giving the loose caveat, we're not sure when we're going to be lifted thing. And we're feeling like mid-June seems safe. Mm -hmm. um, but we actually, we did a, a, a campaign or a marketing push for people to book out into the summer with 20% discounts if they booked for the summer and then there, and it was paid in full then because we were trying to do anything to get right. in the bank, mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, so selling gift certificates and massage mm -hmm. certificates and all these things. And, you know, it was kind of successful, but not, not great, but you know, any little thing counts, you yeah. know, that one, well, you know, everybody's asking, yeah. everybody, everybody needs it. Everybody. Yeah. You know, so it's hard to, yeah. It's hard to know what to do. Yeah, it's hard right. to know what to do every day. And and that's yeah. what I feel like is so, you know, like you're you're saying, you know, you don't you don't know what to do. It, we don't. Every day is a new a new set of rules. Right, exactly. You know, right? And they're, they're changing yeah. those rules on us every day. I mean, frankly, even with the PPP stuff, by the time we submitted our documents on that Friday morning, oh, I know. there were three new versions of that application. It was ridiculous. Went from a half a percent to one percent, and yeah. then the, the date shifted, and it's and like, then they uh, more documents, and then we had to re-upload everything we already uploaded because they found out they needed other stuff, and it's just yeah, like you said, the hamster wheel. It's you know? constant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, I know it's going to pass. Yes. Would like it to be a little gentler than it is on the mind. Yeah. And the worry and you know, but we'll kick it through. Yeah. Now I think, um, you know, I, I do believe that we will be stronger coming out the other side. We will have, yep. we, will, we will know more about our own businesses. I feel more organized with all of my critical uh, business documents than I ever have right. been <laughs> them all in one place yep. now. Mm -hmm. um, so I know yeah. I got my office clean pretty yeah, much. Not, not totally, but it's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have like boxes now instead of just piles and piles of paper. Perfect. It's those yeah. little things that keep us sane amidst exactly. all that, right? And chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Krista, what is the glamping part of the hotel? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and those are due to go up any moment. So um, I'm hoping that I do get some SBA funds so I can bring some staff in to get those up. But we have um, three really gorgeous, uh, what I would call like scout tents or military style tents mm -hmm. uh, that each have their own um, deck area in the back. Uh, and it's what we call the back 40 portion of our property where we do weddings and events. And uh, so they're, they're nicely spaced apart from one another, but they have all the same amenities that you find in one of our rooms. So the organic wow. Oyuchi linens, like, you know, power to them, heated, you know, heated blankets on the beds. Um, the only thing they don't have is their own, you know, on-site or in-room uh, bathroom. So we have this cool outdoor bathroom building that has showers, toilets, sink. Um, and so there's two toilets, two showers, uh, two sinks that's shared between three tents and one uh, retro 1970s little camper that yeah. we outfitted. So awesome. um, 
often those things sell out before the rooms because they're a little bit less price point and it's a fun way to sort of be outdoors, you know, yeah. um, and, and really kind of have your space, you know, underneath the stars. Like it's so beautiful out here because yeah. there's so little light pollution, you know, right. at night, it's just a sky filled with stars. They have access to the pool. They get breakfast brought to their tent. Uh, you know, wow. they get bikes. So I know. Uh, are you thinking about like a little vacay, Bryce? Oh yeah. Oh, are you kidding? I'm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's a really cool yurt in Sebastopol that um, someone. I also work at a tasting room, so someone came in six months ago, and and it's booked through Airbnb, and they were telling me that they were staying in this yurt, and so I pulled it up and looked at it. It is the nicest yurt you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm used to living in Hawaii. I'd seen some yurts on Maui that were like. <laughs> you know, military style. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this thing is like one of, it's like, it looks like the nicest hotel room you've ever been in. And it's, yeah. it's like 175 a night. And I'm thinking, and the view, it's got like a deck and the view is incredible outdoor shower. So I've had my eyes on that thing for a while. I'm, nice. I'm excited to get out there yeah. this summer. Yeah. Well, Brian, I'll tell you, if we shelter in place much longer, uh, I'll, I'll send you a link. You can come and stay at the hotel now as my on-site security. I've been, I've been, <laughs> oh, nice. Honestly, I, right now I have, every night I have someone staying on property. And uh, I still have, I think, two rooms that have been <laughs> untouched since before we sheltered in place. Um, because I had a break-in last Friday. Oh, no. Um, I saw that in the, in the news, yeah. yeah. So since then break-in we installed new cloud-based cameras um, and I have had someone on property ever since so I had like seven rooms that were all still clean before we sheltered in place <laughs> and so I've, I've doled out keys to people who are friends of mine that live locally and they have their designated rooms and someone goes each night and you know they can hang out in the hot tub and you know be on property and you know Very cool. someone's staying on on property so I've got a friend going tonight she and her son have one room and so they stay one or two nights a week and we just have a constant rotation so there's never more than you know generally two rooms on site and if they are they just keep their distance from each other uh -huh. and yeah. have the same room so wait can i use the saltwater pool yeah it's, the pool's a little chilly but the hot tub is <laughs> okay cool i'm in i'm in <laughs> i got your email address I'll, I'll send you one you pick up your takeout food and i'll give you your key at the window at oh Google. my god Brian, you, if, if a burger came, you would be scared. What you you would send Maria to go get him. Oh, no, I just scream at the top of my lungs. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's not gonna be of, do you have a dog of any size? That's helpful. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, we've got a watchdog cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> but Krista, why did you guys decide to have a saltwater pool? You know, um, for a lot of reasons. One, I just feel it's so much nicer on the skin. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, in any saltwater pool, you know, don't let the myth fool you. There is still some level of chlorine inherent that you have to put in to keep mm -hmm. your levels fine, especially for a commercial operation. But just, it's just so much nicer to not have it be like you get out of the pool and you smell like bleach. That doesn't happen. Yeah. In the saltwater pool, you, you have literally, you know, these salt generators that just have so much concentration of salt, but that level of salt has enough of the quote-unquote chlorine factor, right, salt is NACL, mm -hmm. um, that it, it's, that kills, you know, bacteria. Um, but it's just so much nicer on your eyes, uh, your hair, your skin, the whole yeah. deal. So, yeah, we, we were early adopters of that, and it's just been, you know, people love it. Yeah, my daughter's on the um, Santa Rosa Neptune swim team, and she has been dying to get in a pool. And 
we can't go to the gym here that has a pool. We don't have a pool in our backyard. Um, yeah. But she's used to swimming five days a week after school. And so she's losing a lot of that muscle tone that, that yeah. she had from, I mean, she was in there for an hour uh, yeah. every day. Get her out in the river. Put her in the Russian river. Let her swim. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Are you, do you see people out at the river? We do, but mostly people with dogs. No, dogs yeah. are fly fishers. So the fly fishermen okay. are getting out there every day and just trying to, you yeah. know, I mean, that's one thing you can do, keeping your distance from people. So mm -hmm. that's been, you know, we've right. seen quite a few of those. And, and a handful of kayakers, you know, mm -hmm. out doing their thing. But um, no one's swimming in it yet. It's pretty chilly over here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I wonder if uh, Wicked Slush is considered essential business. Um, if he gets... <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I don't know if they're open and serving. Yeah, I don't know I, what she's doing. It, yeah, whether that's a essential or nutritional value on the slushy, I don't know. Right. Oh, no nutritional value, no. Uh, <laughs> but, but it might be if they're able to put some uh, some uh, Tito's vodka or something. Exactly. In. It might be essential. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man. Well, this was so fun. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Next, we'll do we'll do the next one together when we can be in the studio, huh? Oh, that would be great. No, yeah. we'll come see yeah. you. Look, yeah, I mean, if your if your uh, screensaver is anything like a true outdoors. No, wait a minute, that is true outdoors. That is, that's, <laughs> that is, that is, that's the, the yard. Oh, the yay! Nice. Very yeah. nice. Beautiful. And in fact, the other direction, which I'll try to show you here, that is uh, William Selium Vineyard. So we live. Um, oh, beautiful. We're flanked on both sides. Our, our house is flanked on both sides by William Selium's Drake Vineyard. So they have their upper and lower Drake. Nice. Which is okay. Yeah. You had me at William Selium Vineyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, one time they, uh, they broke our water main accidentally doing some work, and we, uh, we received a, uh, a care package of some. Uh, Nice. And some Pinot Noir on the doorstep, and they fixed the water. So we were good with that. Yeah, said, very break, cool. Good break, neighbors. You break the water main anytime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least once a year. Yeah. And a, a little of that unoaked Chardonnay next time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so right. tell people what they can get right now, where sure. they can find you. So we. Interestingly, we just did our online ordering system, which has been awesome. So the easiest place to find that is if they go to eat at Boone, E-A-T-A-T-P-O-O-N.com. And that has our up-to-date, you know, we, we change it daily, our up-to-date menu. But for the most part, I would say 70% of our normal menus, so the Boone burger, Moroccan chicken, our Boone Brussels sprouts, mac and cheese, all those favorites, you know, a lot of healthy salads and things on there as well truffle fries you know everything that everybody craves you can't get at home yeah uh, we've we've got it we're ready for you and you can order in advance and then you just literally pick up at the window we'll hand it to you with our gloves on and you don't have to sign anything you just boom it's done so yeah, that's awesome yeah, it's been a lot uh, of cocktails and bottles of wine uh, bottles of wine and beer. Um, cocktails, no, just because that's through El Barrio, and I and then I'd have to sell it out of that window, and it's got to yeah. be accompanied with food. So it just seemed right. a little bit tricky. Yeah. We yeah. may, depending upon how things look as we kind of come out of this, we may have to do some sort of limited version of that over there too. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but right now we're focusing uh, both Brote and Boone out of Boone's location uh, with the pickup window, and it's, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. very successful. So. We're gonna keep it going. Everybody's happy to have us, and uh, we're happy they're keeping us 
you know, keeping us going. So uh, yeah. it feels good. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And anyone that wants to book uh, one of those tents, um, <laughs> get a hold of you too. Start booking for June, July. Is it, is it something, are you planning on having that available soon? Like what is the. Yeah. So as soon as we come back out of shelter in place, I mean, uh, generally we run the tents May to October. So like the first part of May to the first part of October, uh, they're real seasonal because we don't want people in them in the rain. It's not any fun. No. Um, it's fun to be in them in the rain. It's not fun to run across the get in and out. <laughs> well, to go to the restroom, you know, right. or dash. In the right. um, so yeah, so they can find those at Boone Hotels. That's with an S. BooneHotels.com, um, and you know those will start booking up. You know, probably we'll put them online for June one, just to be you know kind of on the safer side. So right. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Thanks, guys. So much. Yeah, fun. Krista. Thanks yeah. for taking time. Yeah, you uh, bet. It's my pleasure. Glad, glad you had a day off yesterday. Yeah, yes, me too. And we'll try to get you, Sandra, on the Zoom if I do it with all the girls. It would be awesome. Cool. It would be awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you're you. welcome. You guys, be safe. Yeah. We look forward you to seeing you soon. You too. Yeah, thank, thank you. You so too. much. Yeah. All right. And if you want to listen to some of the past episodes, you can also always go to thebikewasan.com. You can also check out Radio Misfits and um, um, check out some of our past episodes. And we will look forward to talking to you next week. Everyone stay safe. Tune in. Turn on. Drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later, everyone. Bye-bye.